Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is Hayden Bow, and I'm here today with our COO, Dr. Ian Kaplan, and our special guest and partner, Matt Frazier, five times fittest man on earth and fittest man in history. Uh, today, we talk about the launch of our uh, partner program, the HWPO, that's Hard Work Pays Off program uh, that Matt and the team have been slaving away on making. You can find that through our new app, the Hybrid Strength Coach app. Uh, check that all out at hybridreformersmethod.com. Um, Matt has some really unique perspectives as the best in the world at what he does. Uh, now switching gears into the coaching space. We talk about some of the decisions made um, about his programming, why he chose to put it that way, uh, and some of the uh, ways that we're going to continue to improve the program in the future. If you're listening to this episode and you have Instagram, which you probably do unless you're living under a rock, make sure you screenshot this episode, throw it up in your story, tag me, tag uh, Steffi, tag Hybrid Unlimited, tag Ian, tag Matt Frazier, tag whoever you want. But what enters you in to the draw is tagging the podcast. So that's at Hybrid Unlimited uh, on Instagram. Uh, you'll automatically be entered in it for a chance to win an entire drop from Hybrid Legacy brand. So if you want the swaggiest gym and streetwear, you definitely want to participate in this draw. So that is it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Try to stay awake. Yeah. You're not used to those late nights, huh? Dude. No. That, that's like our whole existence because our house is just like a rotating door of people staying with us and us entertaining. So, and everyone comes to Miami to like stay up late and do things. So that's just us always. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I enjoy this for like three nights tops of, you know, <laughs> staying up past midnight and then getting up in the morning. I'm just so used to like shut it down at 10 up at eight and like I have my window of time but then even this it's like some morning it's like all right let's we'll pick you up at 7 45 or let's meet at six and it's like yo <laughs> if I fall asleep right now and wake up right when I have to leave I got five hours oh it's not like, that and that thinking that way oh that, yeah. that anxiety of getting the sleep is like the worst thing I remember for school doing that like if i fall asleep right now i get six hours go yeah <laughs> and then my body's just like nope you're gonna stress about it exactly yeah so i mean anytime i come down here i'm like all right 72 hours that's the prime <laughs> because i can burn the candle at both ends for right. 72 hours run on fumes and i'm good to go anything like if we had to do something tomorrow it's like all right i need to be back in my hotel <laughs> at like six i need to be in bed sleep for 14 hours so it's like, all right, three days. I can do it. Just drink more caffeine. We're good to go. Do you, do you have an unwind TV show? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, basically any TV show that it's like, I know every line. I know all the episodes. So it's like, mm -hmm. you can kind of zone out. You can close your eyes and then like you hear a funny part coming up. So you, you peek your eyes open for a sec. Um, yeah, so it's always The Office. Yeah. But now, like, yeah. I mean, just going Cap's through. a big office guy. That, that is mine. But I haven't seen an episode in seven years, but I still remember all yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Take it off Netflix. So that was a pretty yeah. big downer. But, but yeah, I mean, I'll just, it's more just like having something on and just being okay with 
not being productive. Yeah. Like that's it's my favorite. To me, it's like that's why I enjoy <laughs> long road trips or I don't mind like being on an airplane for a long time because like, nope, I can't be in contact with anyone. I can't uh-huh. do these things. Sorry, I'm traveling. Yeah. And it's like a mandatory day off basically. So, I mean, stuff like that. It's just like. I like, I need that. Like I need a period of time. I don't remember what that's like. <laughs> Cap <laughs> hasn't stopped working in in two years, but yeah, I used to, uh, uh, or I need like a, a little bit of time after I stop working or stop doing whatever I'm doing from the day to like be awake, but not oh, doing something. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's work like, related. Like if Sam and I are like doing something all day, like we'll get home and like we'll walk in the door and she'll walk to bed and just like get in bed. And just shut off. And just like head it's hits a, the amazing. pillow. She's out. And then myself, it doesn't matter what time I get back. I need like one hour. Uh-huh. of just not doing anything productive on my phone or just like having a movie on basically just being in bed and just sitting there to wind down and then I can pass out. But like the thought of going from activity, just the out. sleep. It's impossible. I'm like, are you fucking insane? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> it's infuriating. Like Sammy, like we'll go to bed and head hits a pillow and like, like we'll be talking and she'll start like we were in the middle of talking. How did you do that? And then she's just asleep. Steffi's the same way. I get so jealous of her sleeping on flights. Yeah. Steph c- she can just fold herself literally into the base of the chair and pass out. <laughs> I'm like, like the second she's there, like we haven't even taken off. She'll sleep through takeoff and landing. Her dimensions are good for, it, for they're flying. I know. Yeah. General, general. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yesterday <laughs> talked about like, like you guys being like, no, if I want to work on a flight, I need business class. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. But then also think about like when you're standing next to Jordan and you're like, oh, you're an enormous human yeah. being. Yeah, he actually large. really needs it. He's large. Yeah, for, for me, it's like it's not the most comfortable, but it's not like an inconvenience right. to like him have my trade table down, be working on my laptop or writing in a notebook or whatever. Add like another like foot wide and like foot and a half tall. I mean, he's oh, got to yeah. be like. Well, dude, I just picture like Mister Incredible working at his cubicle. Have yeah, you know? exactly. It's all like scrunched in. <laughs> so, but, but you and Coach is Jordan in business class. Exactly. It's the, he gets the <laughs> same amount of yeah, room. Size it's just <laughs> scaled. And then I, nine times out of ten, when I'm flying, Sammy's sitting next to me, and she's like, "No, I'm so small. I don't care if I sit in the center seat." So it's yeah. just super convenient. Dude, we've we've literally sat uh, in in business. And Steph, because because Dexter is like such a whiny, you know, stressed out dog, he'll take her seat and she sat on the floor. <laughs> Wait, like, you, you bring your, that dog on the plane? Yeah. He's a pretend service dog. Bro. Pretend service dog. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, he's actually, well, he appears well behaved on the plane, but it's really just because he's so stressed. <laughs> he he just locks up like so tight, yeah. wedges himself as deep into the chair as he can and <laughs> just like kind of is slightly shaking from exertion. <laughs> no matter how long the flight is, that's what he does. So he, when he gets to the other end, he's exhausted because he's been flexing. For yeah. like, it's like California flight. It's like five hours. I could not imagine bringing that. Do- that dog has so much energy. I know. Like he uses it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I know. Like 
you were talking about last night of like that breed of dog kind of checked all the boxes uh-huh. and like thinking like, oh, I'm a super active person. I want a super active dog. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Their level of super active is like you need to take them to sprint for oh, yeah. an hour. Sometimes we take them to the beach and we just like he'll go swim out into the water and we'll throw a rock like 15 feet to the right and he'll swim to it. And then once he gets there, we throw 15 feet to the left and he <laughs> swims and he'll just go back and forth and back until you're bored. But he'll, he'll go for hours if you let him. Oh, man. I like when, when I get a dog, I did. I want one like Riley that it's like, yeah, you, you don't do anything like you're not of service to me in any way other than just keep me company and looking cute. Yeah, just being a companion. Exactly. Yeah. I just like I don't want to be alone when I'm alone. They're you know what they're actually what I love about Frenchies is they're like a big dog, like their personality just stuffed into this little package. And little cinder block with legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like they're not they're not scared of other like of big dogs because they think they're one. So they're like they just have a lot of personality. Well, I mean, like they have like the bone structure of yeah. a big like you see like the little purse dogs and it's like I feel like if I flick you the wrong way you're gonna break a leg or something right but a frenchie it's like it's just a cinder block it's like a heineken cake with little <laughs> yeah, legs yeah. on it yeah, if it's like yeah, yeah you're real durable yeah if you drop her she breaks the floor she doesn't break her leg <laughs> Dude, she's great um yeah so we did bring you on here for a reason yeah we had a pretty cool launch ian mm-hmm. is here representing the team nerds yeah the, team nerd the dev shop <laughs> Team captain um, of the nerds. Who's been crushing it on that side. You just released with us the Hard Work Pays Off program. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of questions about what that is, uh, what makes it different, all that stuff. So I kind of just wanted to go over that with you on uh, this podcast so everyone can stop asking us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's great, you know, kind of like address the masses. Hopefully, hopefully if people do have questions, they listen and instead of answering the same question to however many people individually, we kind of give a broad scope. And then even for people that aren't signed up or don't have questions, we can inform them on what it is. But yeah, I think, I mean, it was crazy the turnout we got. Like this yeah. thing turned into something that I was not expecting. Why? Um, it was, yeah, I just had no idea. So I'm glad I, did it through a platform that has a team with people like Ian that know <laughs> what they're doing. And then even when things come up that it's like, all right, we have a problem. And it's like, okay, it's fixed three minutes later on the tech uh-huh. side. So yeah, I think it's, it exceeded every expectation I had. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be fun moving forward to see like what we can build it into. Yeah, it's it's that's the cool thing about tech is it it's now that it's on this platform, it's super dynamic. All the all the different things we can do to enhance the customer experience. So that yeah. part's cool. Obviously, the workout part is 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 covered. Yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta get a good but workout. Even, right? but, but even that, you know, working out is content. We're gonna get better at that too. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, like e- even that, you know, something as simple as right now we've been filming the content and I've been doing the like. Basically, the daily summaries um, out of my garage. And it's such limited space. It's not camera friendly. The lighting is terrible. But like we were able to 
put out some videos and some information that was good. Mm -hmm. And so now we're moving into a new space, way bigger, way better equipment. We set it up to be an ideal studio. So like when I was talking to other cameramen, they were like either all windows, so it's all natural light or zero windows. And so you can control every aspect of it. And I was like, all right, there's no windows in there right now. So we're just like closing up all the doors out of there. And, and then like even painting the walls, the ceiling, the flooring, the color, the equipment, everything is set up to look better on camera. So with the intent of trying to create a better service for the members. Um, I know like we were kind of talking about ideas of like, you know, the content that we're putting out, how much information on these daily workouts are we going to put out and like, how are we going to handle it? And I was glad that you guys were kind of on the same page of like, no, like the program costs what it costs. And we're going to try to like over provide services so that you feel like you have a one-on-one or as much of a one-on-one experience for the flat fee of getting the programming. You know, people signed up just for the programming, but they're getting so much more. Yeah. And well, those Zoom calls were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So like stuff like the Zoom calls, I'm like, like it's, it helps me and it helps the members because it's like, no, I want your feedback. I want to hear your questions. So I know the questions that the athletes are asking so that I can then make my program even better. Um, Even the call that I had with the moderators of like taking them through the whole program so that when questions get asked, they know how to answer them with my intent. And then on the call, like I'm getting introduced to everyone so we can get familiar. And then like, uh, I think it was Candace introduced to doc mods. And I was like, what does that mean? Is that document or doctor? And then I was like, yeah, they're like, Oh doctor. Like if someone has an injury, these guys are creating the protocols and giving you like the rehab stuff or how to modify these workouts. And I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, I did that like, for a while. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, that was a service that I wasn't even aware of. And it's something that like this is such a huge value. Like we should be telling more people about this. Of, like, it's cr- I think a lot of people don't even know, actually. We but try the, to tell people in emails, but people don't like uh, to read their emails. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. But our goal is like we want it to be such a a ridiculous amount of value that people are like, how are they even able to do this for 40 bucks? Yeah. And if you really use the service to its fullest, then you should feel that way. Cause there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember like, just like when the app launched and it was like, I think we just had more people sign up than we were even close to anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember it was, you know, we're kind of getting hit up of some people like, we had to like trickle in access. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the app would have crashed. <laughs> yeah. We were scaling up yeah. every few minutes for the first day. Exactly. Um, and so, it, and that was just a problem that like we didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, we need to adapt on the fly and still provide the best service. And so it was like, I think it was like 10 PM and Bo and I, so Bo is my content manager and like filmer does everything. And it was like 10 p.m. and we we're like, yo, we need to go out in the garage and just start filming all of these workouts. <laughs> and so like, I think we were out in the garage till like 
God, like 12, 30, one in the morning filming this stuff for the few people. I think at that point, like most people or everyone had access to the app, mm-hmm. but it was like, all right, if there's two that don't, we want to mm-hmm. make sure that. They and there's definitely two that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're dealing with thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Things just fail sometimes. Um, Literally network connections are like. Yeah. So like we, I memory mean, we, we were out in the issue. garage until 1231 in the morning filming. And then we need to edit everything to get it out mm-hmm. first thing the next morning. So I think Bo was up until like four in the morning and I'm trying to like stay up for like moral support. I don't know how to edit, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was stuff like that. And you know, it's, I'm also realizing how much I'm enjoying it. It was something that I just never touched through my whole competitive career. And so I just kind of associated with like, ah, I don't do it. It's not something that I'm like, I miss right now. So I just assumed, uh, yeah, I'm kind of indifferent on coaching. But now that I'm like trying to be more and more hands-on, I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. And like anything I do, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it to the best of my potential. I'm always trying to find how to be better, get that 1% better in every aspect. And so like talking to the athletes, people that are testing the workouts, you know, I'm picking their brain. I want to hear from them constantly. So it's been fun. Like, like Bo and I will make a video, we'll watch it. And it's like, I'm sure there's a hundred things that the end viewer wouldn't notice, but I'm there with a notepad, like taking down notes on how do I make this better for next time? Even if I thought the video was great, everyone's happy with it. I'm like, no, I want it better, better, better. So yeah, there's always, there's always a way you can improve. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. And it's, it's not that the product, the video was bad. Um, even stuff like when we launched, I'm going through and I have a list of, I don't know, 20, 50 things. And I was like, maybe there's one or two on here that the end user might notice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, like we're changing all of these things for the next one. And then I'm sure the next one, all those 50 things will be fixed. And then there, I'll have another list of 50 things. And it's just, yeah, I could leave it as is and feel great about the product it's a great product mm-hmm. but i'm like no i want better 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 I that's, just, I that's just the enjoy, nature of like yeah, it's, dealing with software it's, it's like i just enjoy having it's also, something to work towards <laughs> so matt you're referring to the, the content, side, content side of it i think of that as like when you're telling a story like you're making a movie writing a book yeah right at some point you just got to give it to people yeah. But the next one, you're thinking about how it can be better and nobody notices the things that you didn't like about it. Exactly. Literally yeah, at every yeah. level of this thing. Right. I think about that on the on the app side. There's like there's a million things we want to be better and we're working on. But you have to give it to people at some point. Right. Yeah, and like to enjoy. Like right. the, the parallel to me is just like my competitive career. It's like yeah. the first year that I won, I won by the largest margin of victory ever. Mm-hmm. And even on on events that. I won. Mm-hmm. I had the top time at the games. I'm like, no, nah, I fucked up here. I fucked up here. Mm-hmm. I can be better at this. Every year at the end of the games, I wrote out every event, my time, my placement, and there were notes under every single one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if I won it, even if I came 20th, I'm making notes on how to be better. So it's just always like 
always striving, striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. Like you never reach it. Right. No matter what you're doing, you will never reach perfection, but you're always striving to get there. Um, I think that was, <clears throat> that was super cool. Uh, because we've never been in a situation with, with a coach who like, is, it's so clear how much you, you care about the program and about it being better. Mm-hmm. Like when we were talking in the beginning, it's like, you think if you can do this, this, and this, and we're like, uh, yeah, yeah. You want, you want to do, you want to do zoom calls and talk directly to all of them? Like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds crazy, but like, let's make it work. Yeah. You know? And we, there was just like a lot of things like that, that you had so many good ideas to contribute that really shows, you know, obviously us, but also the, the member that like, they, yeah, you're, you're I, all in on this thing. I hope like, I know I'm very critical of myself and I'm picturing the worst things people can say about me. Mm-hmm. So it's like when the open announcements were getting announced, I'm literally like, they get announced. I go out in my garage. I do the open workout so that I can, like, I can watch the open announcement and know with fairly good accuracy how certain fitness levels should pace it, things to look out for, things that you don't see coming. Like I've been doing this long enough. I can see a workout and I know exactly how I should hit it and then project that into different fitness levels for other people. But I was like, well, no, I want to be 100% sure like in Mm -hmm. case there's a new movement or whatever it is. So it's like the workout gets announced. I'm in the garage doing the workout, making notes, filming it of me doing it, watching it back, just like game film and like recording split times so that when I have the Zoom calls with all the members, I can tell them like when I did the workout in this time, this is my fitness level right now. This is my splits on each round, whatever it is. I hope that they see that I'm doing it to help them and give them a better perspective. I don't want, I hope that no one's seeing me do this and is like, all right, like stop telling us your times. We don't care how fast you went. You know, <laughs> yeah. like this isn't about you. And that that's why like, I'm not posting my time. I'm not posting my scores anywhere. If someone asks me, I'll tell them. Hmm. Um, but it's like, I have no interest in comparing my time to someone else's time. Right. Cause that's not my goal anymore. Like, like as soon as my last competition was done, I shifted my goal and I'm like, Nope. Now I want to provide the best service possible for other people. I don't care about my performance. It's about you now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it like those zoom calls are always scheduled for an hour and I'm like, how am I going to talk for an hour? And then before I knew it, Candace would be like, we'd have a couple hundred people. They start doing their Q and a and Candace would be like, Hey Matt, just a heads up. We're, we're at an hour and five minutes already. <laughs> I'm like, Holy shit. Like we went over an hour. Yeah. Okay. Like apparently I can talk about this stuff for a while. <laughs> yeah. You have had, you have a few experiences in the space yeah. to touch on <laughs> what, so what, when you were writing this program, um, what was the goal? Like who, who is this program for? Because that's a question we get all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. I'm this type of athlete. Is this program for me or, you know, what less experience level do I need? Yeah. Or kind of what, maybe you give like a little overview of sort of what yeah, I think HWPO is. I think to get the full potential out of every piece of it, um, you need to have some experience in a CrossFit gym. 
So you need to be familiar with like the Olympic movements. You need to know what they are. Um, you need to have a rough idea of, of your numbers. Mm-hmm. So whether that's like your pace is on the rower, but even that it's like, you just need to have a ballpark idea of like, if I'm rowing for 20 minutes, what pace do I hold? What pace do I think I can hold? Uh-huh. Um, and even if you don't know that and you take a guess, worst case scenario, you go out too hot or you go out too slow. And at the end of the workout, it's like, oh, okay, next time I think I can shave two seconds off my split time or I can add two seconds, you know? Right. It's still not going to be a dud of a workout. It's just you're going to make a bit of a correction for the next time and you're going to get more out of it. Um, but yeah, I think you just need to be familiar enough that when you see push press, you know what that is, you know what that movement is, or you can go ask and you can, by knowing what the movement is and what body parts you're using, you can ballpark like, oh, I think I can push press 185 pounds or like, oh, I can push press 300 pounds, you know, just ballpark ideas. But if you do it and you pick the wrong numbers, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly and be able to readjust your approximation of what you're capable of. Um, you know, we, we had people uh, in anticipation of this program coming out test their maxes in everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just, just because to in case it comes up in the program. Yeah. And like, I mean, so even stuff I know, like knowing very specific paces on the rower isn't as common. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, that was one of the things that I added in for next time of putting in more information of like, I'm putting in row workouts with like, all right, this is your 5k pace, do this at your 1k pace. Um, and people don't necessarily know what those are. So I need to add in the note of like, what do you think you, this should be your 20 minute pace. If you're getting on the rower for 20 consecutive minutes, what pace do you think you can hold? And then, you know, same thing for a 1k. It's like, all right, for three and a half to four minutes, what pace can you hold? Um, so just notes like that. So it's a little bit easier if someone's not totally familiar, but I think after a couple weeks doing this program, you're going, you're going to be aware of these things because now they're brought to your attention. Um, but I, I wanted to design this program for the 99% of the population that's in the gym and wanted to get better. You know, I know what goes into programming for a games athlete, someone that's already at the games at the top level and trying to get better on that. That needs eyes on, hands on coaching every day. And there's so many variables that go into it. Mm. Um, but when I was testing this, I sent it to four different people to run through it. And they're all different experience levels. Um, but one of them is a high level regional athlete um, looking to bridge that gap this season. Um, and, and I sent it to him and I asked him basically as a favor, like, Hey, do you mind testing this and give me your thoughts? And I sent him two weeks and I was like, you know, I just want to make sure the dot, the volume's dialed in and here's my intent. I'm not looking for you to be in the gym for six hours, Mm -hmm. like two hours, give or take. And that's with the bonus work. So if you want to be in and out in 90 minutes, which I think is appropriate for 99% of the population that they're in school, they have a job, they have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not looking to be in the gym for six hours. Right. Um, 
and you know my my buddy finished the two weeks and was like hey do you mind sending me two more <laughs> i was like like oh please like please do more of it and like and we're talking every hey, day. sign up on that you cheapskate yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, like we talked through the open and then uh, the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, they call it the quarterfinals, the next stage. Mm-hmm. Um, he just hit me up like two nights ago and said, hey, I'm, I'm coming up to the end of the 12 weeks. Like, can I keep there more? <laughs> doing your programming through the whole season? And I'm like, oh, I, absolutely. Um, so, you know, like he's someone awesome. that... He's looking to bridge the gap and get to the games athlete level. Um, another buddy of mine that's been doing it from the get-go, he's a fighter jet pilot, father of four, limited time, and he's just he's just trying to be fit for life. Another buddy that's late 50s and just trying to be healthy, you know? And so all these different fitness levels aging from like age 24 to late fifties. They're all doing the same program because it's all based off percentages. And so it's like, yeah, if your push press is a hundred pounds and his is 300 pounds, right? 50% is two different weights, but it's the same stimulus for both of you. So I'm really trying to make it accommodating for the general population but it's all the same fundamentals and everything I've learned over the last six years, applying all the same theories that I did to become the best in the world at it. It's just scaling it down a little bit. So like the zone two training, when I started doing that, I thought it was the most beneficial stuff, biggest bang for the buck because it's so easy. You can be, you can be on your phone, on your computer, you can put your, put the cardio machine in front of your TV Mm -hmm. and, and you're just moving. Um, and once you learn what heart rate and what pace you're doing, it's mindless. It's just so easy. So when I was doing it, I was doing it two to three times a week for 90 minutes a session. Well, that's not practical for anyone. Like even for me where it's my (laughs) full-time job, that, was such a huge chunk of my time spent in that one specific modality. Um, so this problem, I know if I put it in 90 minutes twice a week from day one, people are going to just not even start it. They're mm-hmm. like, nope, don't have the time for it. So they're not going to see any of the benefits. So when I put it in, I think I started it at like either 30 or 40 minutes. 40, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Twice a week. And I put it as bonus work. And so when I'm on the Zoom calls, I'm like, guys, like, you don't need to do this stuff, but I think it's super, super beneficial. Try to do it once a week. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the time, do it a second time. And then through throughout every week, I think I did it every other week, it goes up five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I'm trying to ease people in. I'm not trying to hit them with this volume load from day one of just like, all right, you know, that full-time job you have, you need to go part-time if you want to complete this training. <laughs> But it's, it's all the same stuff I've done, just more condensed. Um, but you know, there's, there's a hundred different things that I'm looking, I'm getting feedback on that I'm seeing that, like, all right, next time I want to tweak this or implement this. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out too, like, 
what do people want? Because in this first block, I was thinking like, all right, people just want a workout routine for in the gym. Right. I'm like, so I'm like, I don't want to take one whole day a week and make it a track workout because then I don't know how many people have access to a track. I don't know if people want to go to a track. Like This episode is brought to you by Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies. They are an athlete focused meat company. Uh, always, never, ever, no hormones, no antibiotics. They source from ranchers who are for the animals to free range graze in low stress environments on nutrient rich regenerative grass. Montana is known for having very productive farmland and the nutrient rich grass consumed by the animals is passed on to us. They cater to athletes who require the best quality products to put in their bodies. Nutrition is the base of our existence. The better the quality of the inputs, the less stressed out our bodies will be and the more efficient they will run. Quality, convenience, small batch that stay classy meats check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code hybrid in all caps to get 10 percent off this podcast episode is also brought to you by beam beam is committed to producing high quality natural innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes beam creates products to support four main categories balance performance recovery and sleep these products are combined of both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a Hybrid Unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with code HYBRID in all caps. So check them out. That's BEAM and use code HYBRID in all caps for 15% off. Um, you know, swimming. I think swimming is a phenomenal tool to use. It's a great workout and then the biggest thing is that it's easy on the body and it's a change of pace it gets you out of the gym gets you new scenery gets you experience in something new but then i don't know how many people have an interest sure because okay. now that usually means you need to get a different membership to a new gym or like you need to find go to a different place you need yeah. to find a pool mm -hmm. um some people might just not have access at all yeah yeah exactly and so i don't want those people to feel like oh i just paid you for this monthly workout and I can only do five out of the six days. Um, but if, the, if there's enough of a demand or an interest in it, yeah, I would love to add that in or give that to the people that want it. Um, so it's just finding that line of, I don't want to give people something that they don't want, mm -hmm. but I don't want them feeling like I'm not supplying enough. So it's just finding that balance. And this is my first time programming for other people. So it's like, yeah, the first time is not going to be perfect. The hundredth time isn't going to be perfect, mm -hmm. right. um, but I'm going to keep striving for that perfection. But. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we have a, uh, a really, I mean, we have almost 8,000 people on mm -hmm. your program now. So mm -hmm. obviously it's a mixed bag of, of who's coming in and seeing it. So <clears throat> I thought it was really interesting. The people who understand exercise science were like, they looked at the program right away and were like, Oh, this makes perfect sense. I get why everything's laid out this way. Um, and then you have the Matt Frazier super fans who are just like, whatever you say, it's the best. Uh -huh. And then we had a, another group, although small, that was like, huh, this is different than anything I've ever done. And they're not sure, you know, because I think a lot of people are really used to that whole 
you go in the CrossFit gym, you do you do your wad that just destroys you. You end up lying on your back with your feet up for 20 minutes recovering. And that's their measuring stick for what a good workout is. Yeah. So yeah, what, I think there's, what, there's, what would you say to those people? So, the, I mean, there's a couple things there, you know. I know the critical people are a very vocal minority. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they talk to customer support. <laughs> and say, why did Matt give me these workouts? Like, I'm and then sure. you explain, That's yeah, then, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to make it very clear of like, I'm not selling the programming I did in the month prior to the games. Right. Like, I want to supply a sustainable program, and it's like the volume I was doing leading into the games was appropriate for two people in the world. And that was. One of them being myself. Right. And even that, I was hanging on, like, for dear life. Um, and it's like, I didn't have a job. I don't have any responsibilities at home. I don't have a kid. I don't even have a dog. You haven't cooked since you were 17. Dude, I haven't. Yeah. Like, I turned on the stove in my house for, like, the first time a couple months ago. Like, I literally woke up and trained. And, and then, like fully dedicated recovery like i have a sauna ice bath massage tape like my life was set up for this one task that's not practical for anybody and so i don't want to give someone this program where it requires eight hours a day and it's like no like you'd be setting them up for failure exactly Mm -hmm. and like and if you're just jumping into that volume right away that volume that intensity that weight load I've worked for years to get great techniques so that I can do this volume. I've worked on we worked on years of setting up like getting ten hours of sleep a night, having a recovery state, like doing all these things. So yeah, it's just setting someone up for failure. Um, shit, where was I going with this? I mean, that's the, I guess what you'd say to the, the those the people, people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who are yeah. expecting yeah, so, something, and like when on the Zoom calls and all this stuff, you know, like I try to make it very clear, like. This is not the programming I did leading up to the games. Um, it's all the fundamentals and principles that I used, but tailored to someone that has a life outside the gym. You have a job, you're in school, you have kid, whatever it is. Um, and so, and I thought that sweet spot was an hour and a half, 90 minutes. And that's like including warm up, cool down, everything. And then I put in an extra piece. For the people that it's like, say three days a week, you have an extra 30, 40 minutes that, that you can do in the gym and you have an interest to. That's what I wanted to set it up for. Um, I wanted to set it up for someone that, you know, they're just looking for general fitness, well-rounded, something that their body can maintain. Um, but then also, if you have an interest in being competitive, this is also for you. So yeah. like my buddy that's trying to bridge that gap to get to the game. So maybe once he gets to the games and knows that all right, I'm capable of this, I'm going to sit down with him and be like, okay, you're now it's no longer a question if you can qualify for the games. You know you're fairly confident that you're going to qualify again. We're going to sit down and make some tweaks. We're going to add a little more volume because now you're not just training to be this fit. You're training for the, the games specifically. And that's, you need to be ready for a five-day event, three to four events per day. So now you're conditioning your body for this volume and beat down, not right. just conditioning your body to be as fit as possible. 
um, you know, like me, it's like, it was never really questioned on, there's always the possibility that I might not qualify, but I'm training as if I'm already qualified. You know, I'm not peaking for a qualifying competition. I'm acting as if I'm there. I'm, I'm tailoring my body to be ready for this. Like right now, how, how many months into retirement am I? I'm the leanest I've ever been. When I was competing, it's like, no, I'm intentionally keeping like a spare tire on me so that my body has extra fuel through the five days of the games. You know, so it's like those differences, but I'm not going to tell someone that's just trying to be fit of like, yo, eat a bunch of Snickers and Gatorade so that you (laughs) stay a little pudgy. Like, no, absolutely not. I'm going to tailor this training for your goals. Um, Yeah, so I think it's fun hearing back from people. Um, Even the people that are not giving constructive feedback <laughs> they're just like upset at something and they're just looking for someone to take it out on i'm still listening to what they're saying and seeing if there's any truth to it so it's like if someone yells at me they're like this isn't this isn't your games program there's no way that you went <laughs> to the games in one off two hours a day i'm thinking like you are 100 percent correct what i'm taking away from that is i need to make my intentions more clear about this program. I don't want someone feeling that like they got ripped off or sold a false bill of goods. Mm. I, if you're coming in, I want you to know what you're getting. So I need to make my intent clear of like, this is not my games training, mm-hmm. right? This is, <clears throat> it's what the training I'm doing now, but also selling games training would be an insane thing to do. Oh, because you, you, like you said, that the program that you did is fit for two people in the entire world. Exactly. There's so. also there's also another assumption baked in there, which is important to address: is like the person thinks that they should be doing your games prep training when they haven't qualified for the games. Yeah, but, I mean, even but even the idea of another games athlete, yeah, doing my games training, yeah. like once you're up at that level, say, yeah. say let's take the top five men that were at the games Mm -hmm. we are all drastically different we all have such different strengths and weaknesses um someone someone like jeffrey adler top five in the world last year he won the open this year if i tried to jump in on his training this this man deadlifts like 600 pounds Mm -hmm. he is so strong (laughs) it would be foolish for me to jump in on his training, right. you know, like once you're at that level, your training is so specifically tailored to your strengths and weaknesses, your daily schedule, your nutrition, your recovery, all these different things. So, and, and for that, it's like, I lived that life. Like I'm done with the competitive side. If I have friends that reach out and like just my knowledge from past experiences can help. I love passing on that information. Cause I, I played it so close to my chest for so long. Right. And guys that I consider friends, like in the off season, we hang out. In the off season, we're in constant contact. But then as soon as we started training, I'm I'm not giving them anything. And I, I it was a necessity, but I didn't like it. Um so now if someone wants that information, yeah, I'll get I'll give it to anyone who asks. Um but I'm not looking to stay in that competitive world right now 
You know, it's like, no, I, I want to help people start their weight loss journey or learn how to taper and do progressions and all this stuff. Um, now, well, that's another thing I want to talk on. Like, so like, I think like the common way of programming is just like a blog style, like wherever you start is you're just jumping in the middle of the cycle. If there is a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing that I loved. And I think it wasn't clear because people weren't expecting it. It's one thing I loved about your platform was you put up a block of training and then if someone signs up on day one or day 15, Mm -hmm. they start at the same point. Yeah. Like you're not just jumping in on day 15. Oops. We're testing tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. It's like your day one is same as, the day one for the guy that signed up three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So you're going through the same progressions, getting the same base layer foundation. Um, and that was one thing that I loved because coming from the weightlifting background, like I did Olympic weightlifting for Christ, 10 years. And even when you're one of the best, like your first day back into the gym, you're hitting 50% percentages mm-hmm. right. on everything. Yeah. Um, and then you're progressing through and it's like as time goes on your 50% becomes a little bit more and more and more but you're starting down low you're working on technique for a phase then you're going into strength phase then you're going into the speed fit like all these different things and so that was one thing that I'm like I don't want to sell programming if I'm just yeah I can just write random not a random workout of the day random shit like I can sit down as I'm drinking my coffee write the workout for the next morning pump it out and I, I'm sure I do just fine, but it's like, nah, I want to feel good about what I'm putting out so that if someone sees it and doesn't like it, I'm still confident in that. Like, yeah, it's totally fine that you don't like it. Like you're, you're a fool if you think you're going to apply to everyone. Of course. Like, I'm going to, I don't know if you want to say I'm going to try, but like, I would like to, but you're a fool to think that everyone's going to love what you put out. It's just not for everyone. Yeah. Um, I do think that that is a good point that a lot of people don't know though. Uh, I think we found a really good balance with the app where it's in 12 week blocks. So if you sign up anywhere within those 12 weeks, you get block one and you start from day one. Mm. And then when it rolls over, you still get to stay on a similar schedule. So after that 12th week, if somebody signs up, they're going to start on day one of the next block, Mm -hmm. which is cool because it both allows you to not get like thrown to the wolves in some like crazy, you know, middle end of the block workout. Mm. But you're also up to date with, with the group, depending on what, t- what time you sign up. Yeah. So mm. you're going to be going through similar things with a bunch of people at the same time, which is, yeah. which is cool. The other thing is, um, also you see a month at a time. Yeah. Right. So once you sign up, you get to see a month. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of blog programs, you just see today and the way the page looks, you might scroll back two pages and then you're judging the entire program by what three workouts look like. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, I was doing it with the intent for me so, so that the end user has the best experience mm. because like, the program builds off itself. So if someone jumps in on day one of month three, when we just did two months of 
strict press and push press progressions. Right. And it makes no sense. And then it's like, all right, you know, today we're going for four reps at whatever percent that's heavier. And, and the person's failing. They go, oh, this program isn't good. Well, it's like, well, no, why would you be able to hit that percentage? All of us, like we've been going through two months to work up to that. Right. Um, yeah, it's and, just, and so I, I just hope people give it enough time. I think the people that do give it enough time, I'm confident that they will be pleased with the weights they're moving or like, mm-hmm. like how their lungs feel during a workout, all that stuff. It's just, I know the first, probably the first two weeks are light, mm-hmm. like light, light. Um, you know, like when I went through it, it was like, okay, like for me, this is, I don't want to say easy, um, because I was starting after like months of nothing, but I, I was getting through it without a problem. Uh, my friends that went through it, they're like, yeah, like today was pretty easy. And I'm like, good. That's where I want you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's higher volume, work on the technique. Um, and then even, even stuff like the built in days off, like mm. take a rest day. Like not only. Do I think it's good? But I think if you're being told to do it, you're more likely to do it. Yeah. You know, like if I just put out programming seven days, seven days a week and just said like only do six. <laughs> well, it's tough because I know if there's seven days, I want to do seven days. I, yeah, same. I have the mentality of more is better, more is better. But then once I learned the value of rest days, it's like, oh, these are these are a necessity. They're as important as the training days. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like I to me, people skipping rest days. That's the same as just skipping an entire day of training and being like, that eh, felt like it. Yeah, you're like you're you're doing just as much damage. Yeah, and so like with the program, it's like I intentionally put in one day of training that is zero impact. I intentionally put in one day that is a complete rest day, and so I hope that if someone sees it and they feel like they're being told. That it's almost like, oh, I have permission. This mm. is the right move. Instead of just leaving it up to them and being like, yeah, if you want, if you ever feel like you need a rest day, take a rest day. Um, and so I, I don't know why it got put in um, in our space of like volume, 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 Act, no rest day. Active recovery I've day. I've heard. Active recovery day. Which is another work. Snatch. Which is another workout. <laughs> I've heard multiple. <laughs> I've heard of multiple athletes talking about like I train seven days a week and I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. And then I train with them. I was around them for a while and like there's either two, there's two scenarios. One over the years, their performance has just slowly tanked and then it ends with an inevitable injury because mm-hmm. your body has not recovered ever. Um, and like you can look through the years, they train seven days a week training and just their performance just is a steady decline and then the other side of it is the person that says they train seven days a week meet them be with them train with them it's you're lying (laughs) like like it it was it's not even like uh oh today was just an easy day training it's like no they they're lying to the public 
to try to throw them off or try to make themselves look better. I don't know what the reason is. I fell into the trap. I listened to people say they train seven days a week. And early on in my career, I was like, that's what it takes. That's what I'm going to do. And so I did it. And then spent some time around enough people that were saying this. And then it's just a coincidence that, you know, four or five Sundays in a row, like a, something came up where they can't get to the gym. And <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just trying to tell other people this. Right. To, I don't know if it's because you want to look like a macho man or you're trying to throw people off so that you're hindering their performance and you're helping yours. <laughs> I mean, as a competitor, the, the I get, I get the rest. mind games thing, 100%. but what a disservice yeah, like, to <laughs> whoever's trying to get better at CrossFit yeah. and listening the, to The you. general public um, who listens to them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like that's the type of thing where you know, once again, there's. I think it will help your performance taking a rest day, taking a not, no impact day. Um, I think you'll get better from it. I think you'll feel better from it. And like, I just think it will help your performance too. And it's like, and then I'm trying to appeal to 99% of the population that doesn't want to live in the gym. Right. They're in the gym so that they feel better when they leave the gym. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes into programming it. Uh, it was a fun challenge sitting down and basically playing Tetris, mm-hmm. you know, like I had this laundry list of things that I wanted to include every week and then trying to place them so that, you know, your week is structured where it's, all right, you're hitting your posterior chain this day, quads this day, all right, well, then I need, can't put this workout next to that one because you'd be too sore for the next day. Like That, sounds like, goal, an, that sounds like an engineer building a program. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was literally like a flashback to engineering. I had my laptop in front of me. I had like 30 sheets of paper mm-hmm. out in front of me. Excel spreadsheets opened up, calculator to the side, pen in my mouth, pen behind my <laughs> ear. And I'm just like, in a room with no windows and this huge desk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is how I did engineering school. Like just a table full of papers and like on this piece of paper I have workout ideas. On this piece of paper I have I'm running percentages. On this one I'm I have a table that I'm playing Tetris on for trying to fit all these different pieces in and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And then you get it all completed. Go out in the gym, you do it, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> I need to change this. I thought yes. that would work, didn't work. And you go back to the drawing board. Um, and yeah, so it was just like this big problem-solving session of finding out what works and doesn't work and how to adjust. And like it was stressful. It was tough. I spent a ton of time on it. But at the end of it, it was one of those experiences that like in the heat of the moment, you're like, this is so stressful and I'm not enjoying this. Then as soon as it's done and you have an end product, you're like, that was really fucking fun. Mm -hmm. That is exactly like software engineering. Yeah. (laughs) And then at the end of it, it's like you have this, I'd like, I kept all the notes in case I need to call back to something, but it was just like engineering. I have this whole binder of just like crinkled up scratch paper that only you can decipher. Yep. And then at the end of it, you print off your, your 12 pages, nice, clean, square corners. You staple it and you're like, 
this beautiful end product <laughs> that was created from this just chaos over here. And it, like, it was a complete replication of my whole engineering experience. Yeah. And I remember finishing and being like, so excited and nervous to give it to people. Mm-hmm. But then, like you're turning in a report, hundred percent, or it's like appreciate the elegance, like. But then also excited of like (laughs) so simple. I'm excited to get critiqued on this because I know I'm doing it again. You know, Mm -hmm. like a a report at school. It's like you hand it in. You're like, thank God, I'm never taking this fucking class again. (laughs) I can forget all this information. Whereas with this, I'm like, just like I did with my CrossFit. I'm like, no, I want people to critique me. I want people to tell me what they loved and what they didn't love. And how to make it better for next time. So I'm I'm excited. I've already started on the next next block. I've already started talking to some buddies that are testing programming for me. So it should be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's cool. And and also all the previous blocks, what's cool about uh, the software is we can make changes to the first block if when you you know do get feedback and you do learn about those things. And then when yeah. people sign up after which that, we've that already point, done, which we've already done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like week one, people went through and like, then I got like, I got on the app and I'm going through making sure it's being, and trying to read it from someone else's perspective. Like I know what the notes are supposed to say. So trying to read them with a blank mind and decipher what they are actually saying. Right. As if you're um, the, not the guy who wrote the note. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and that's part of why I have testers going through all of this. I'm like, does this make sense to you? Like, what would you change? Well, how did you interpret this? Um, and going through and it's like, I think we, we were in, in the app for three days and it's like, I'm sure there's one of the hundred things that the end user Noticed. never realized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went, I went through with a fine tooth comb and made the changes that I wanted to see who knows if the end user noticed them, found the changes helpful, whatever it is. But I'm like, no, I, I know I'm trying to provide better for them. And so when, when did we push the update? Like yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun to push updates live to users <laughs> who have already received workouts. <laughs> These things are optimized for reading and not for writing. Yeah. I mean, one of the engineering to, trade-offs. Yeah. That has to be yeah. terrifying. If like <laughs> going to push an update and be like, Especially the first one where you're yeah. like, hope this doesn't crash everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was things like, how long is this going to take? Like, what does, the, yeah. the, what does the, you know, the database management system do with something of this size? You know, so we were obviously you but test it and you, we, you, you are very confident that it will work and then you do it. But that's the first. Yeah. Uh, it's we, always new ground. We did it once. Yeah. Now it worked flawlessly. Yeah. The, the update was super quick. Right? Yeah. It was actually much quicker than we expected. There's some magic uh, yeah, in the database so, engine. So for next time, it's like, okay, cool. Like now we know we can do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for people to try it. And like once, once we're in Vermont and settled, that, that's another thing too. Is like, we launched this thing 10 days before I moved. <laughs> like as we launched Just to it. Just make it more chaotic. Yeah. As we launched it, I remember doing the Zoom calls and having to like, do house showings to sell our house <laughs> in Tennessee. Um, and then like trying to film the content for the videos in the home gym. But like the home gym is a disaster because we had to like 
clear out our house for showings and put stuff in the garage. And, and so I'm excited to be in a space that's dedicated for this one sole purpose. I'm not trying to juggle all these different things and just make it work. It's like, mm -hmm. nope, all these other projects that I had, I'm kind of like, all right, these are getting put on the back burner until this gets long. I want to dedicate everything to this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm excited to get into a, a routine with it. You know, Bo and I are working around the clock with it, getting in a routine with that. So it's just, we're able to put out information more efficiently. Um, so yeah. And Hey, uh, for anyone listening, check out the YouTube channel that, oh, yeah. that's blowing up right now. Fraser yeah. with a five for the S yeah. Yeah. Right. Is the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, it's it's almost annoying, except what? for that it's in our benefit. But <laughs> for, for anyone else like trying to build a YouTube channel yeah. and they've just been struggling along and then you just pop one out and you're like, YouTube is you almost hard, at like yeah. 200,000 subscribers on YouTube already. It's crazy. It's yeah. been a few weeks. What was it? That was another thing that, you know, when we launched it and just like the immediate response, it's very flattering. Um, I'm glad it's that extreme rather than the other side of like no signups. Right. And like, we're wondering like, is the subscribe button broken? Like, <laughs> and it's like, no, people just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then on the same side, it's like, it makes it tough for the like learning curve. It's hard it, to experiment because people are expecting such a high exactly. level. There's also, there's also a lot of noise, like, right. It worked and we don't know necessarily what failed. Exactly. Right, there's, so a like, bias. there's that pressure of like so many people are watching and they saw me be successful in this one aspect of life. And then I'm like starting a YouTube channel is has nothing to do with how I compete, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so like opening up this channel and it's like, like when you start anything new, you're going to make mistakes. And I just wish I had a little bit more time and less pressure for that. But then Bo and I started working together and it was just like, nope. Like they always say like your first podcast is going to suck. Your first YouTube video is going to be terrible and going through and doing these things. And sure enough, like I think we did a great job with our experience. Oh, for sure. Watching yeah. our first YouTube video and then Bo and I sitting down and us being critical of each other and saying like, this is what I need to do better. This is what I think you can do better. This is how I, this is how I pictured it. And this is how it came out. Like, and just critiquing the stuff, you know, and trying to always get better. Um, For what it's worth, I think, well, I know because I see the feedback, people are loving the content that you're putting out. I think people were starved from it yeah. For, yeah. For, for so long that now like your audience is just such a sponge and they just want everything that you put out. They're just like, there's so much yeah, pent up. We're, we're having yeah. pent up demand. So. The, the biggest <laughs> thing is that my main goal with all of these things was that I just wanted to have fun with it. I wanted to make sure I was having a good time. Are you having fun? Dude, so much fucking fun. <laughs> like, um, you know, and like it was the same thing of like, how I how I've chosen sponsors over the last couple of years. Like, a, I want to make sure the product is something that I'm proud to put my name on. Like, when I sign with a product, I'm using that product. Right. Shout out to B. I did that gimmicky. I tried that gimmicky shit like six, <laughs> seven years ago, and just didn't enjoy how it made me feel. And I was like, 
well, fucking, I'm in control of that. Like, so I'll just only sign with products I like. Especially, I mean, your options are not limited, so you can. Well, so you in have the last couple of years, it's been a very easy thing to continue doing because I've been lucky enough to be in the situation where I have the choice. Um, but then the next thing is, not only is the product good, I've I've had products that are phenomenal, but the people that work at that company are just so miserable and terrible <laughs> that like I'm planning on like I need to spend a lot of time with you of like if we're doing two trips a year we're doing content shoots like mm-hmm. we're in constant communication on a monthly basis of working together it's a partnership like it's a partnership yeah. I need to be able to enjoy my time and so For if sure. every time I see your name pop up on the phone I'm like fuck like I'm my afternoon's about to be ruined <laughs> well, no, like I'd rather just not put myself in that situation. And I've been lucky enough and worked hard enough that I'm in that situation where it's like, I'll just not work with you over having to put up with you. Um, and so with you, you and Steffi and hybrid, that was the biggest thing. I'm like, I want to be so heavily involved in this that we're going to be seeing a lot of each other. I'm going to be coming down here on a regular basis. We're going to be in constant communication. So I want to make sure that when we get on the phone, we fucking enjoy talking to each other. Yeah. Because I had I had the opportunity to do this through different avenues. And it's just like, I'd rather just work with some friends. Yeah. I'd rather sure. like have people that have like the same work ethic as me. Mm-hmm. It's the same as working with Bo. Like, yeah. like there's a hundred different cameramen that have the same software, same edited, like all the same resources that he has. Maybe better. But with him, it was like, I saw a very similar work ethic as my own. The first night that we, like the first time it came up of like, Bo is not part of your job description, but yo, we're pulling an all nighter tonight. Like this has to get done. Mm-hmm. He's And he was like, yep, okay. let's, let's strap in. Let's go. And no, we didn't need to do it. We're not getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, nope, this is an added benefit to the hard work pays off program. So that's what's fucking happening. Like he doesn't want to be sitting there until 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. But it, it's what had to get done. And yeah. so people like that are, are hard to find. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm sure I could have found a camera guy that on day one had a higher skill level or knew how to produce like a professional YouTube video right away. Right, your higher attitude, not skills. But I was like, Mm -hmm. you can can teach anyone. Anyone Mm -hmm. can learn how to use this editing software. Anyone can learn how to use this camera. You can't teach work ethic. Mm -hmm. You can't teach how to be personable. Um, And so it's like, like we've had our YouTube channel for like a month or two, I don't even know. And you look at the difference between video one and video six and it's like a day and night difference um and that's because Bo is dedicated to his craft he wants to be better mm-hmm. and it's in stuff that i have no interest in of how to use his editing software better i don't even know how to turn that shit on but that's <laughs> his passion and so that's what he's applying himself for and so that's exactly it like you hire an attitude not not a skill mm-hmm. um yeah and also you that point about you know seeing someone's progression you can evaluate their trajectory, exactly. right? Their rate like, of change rather than where they are in absolute yeah. sense. And that's a much better, you know, and metric to and stand on. And then on top of it all, like 
I enjoy being around him. It's like if he's filming, like he's lived with Sam and I for the last couple months. He's he's gonna basically be your shadow if he's vlogging he's, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's moving to Vermont with us. He's willing to uproot his life to go mm. on like this adventure. Mm. Anytime we travel, he's coming with us. Anytime I'm in the gym, he's in there with us, you know? So it's like I wanna make sure that I enjoy being around this guy. He works his ass off, he's good at what he does, and then he's fun. Like he has a good attitude. Um yeah, so I'm just trying to surround myself with more people like that. And it's like, you know, if you're around four hard workers, four people dedicated to the craft, you're going to become the fifth. It's like yeah, if you hang around sure. with four broke friends, you're most likely going to become the fifth. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, just, it applies to any aspect yeah. of values. Uh-huh. For sure. You got to be around people that don't let you take a shift off, you know? Yeah. It's good. That's what we've tried to do. Yeah. I mean, we've, I've never seen like, you know, we've talked about people, you know, coaches we know and people writing programs. I've never seen anyone go from, oh, I'm going to do a program to so much attention to detail to I'm going to think about this holistically. <laughs> you know, I'm going to dot every T and cross well, every I. I think you, know. you what you get a lot of yeah. is you get people who are trying to supplement their careers by making a little extra income doing programming. And they, and they think it's passive. And they actually think it's passive income. They do, yeah. yeah. So that's why, I mean, and that's reflected in the quality of work. Yeah. you know. Or you get people who have only been coaches who haven't really lived the experience. So even though they're putting a lot into it, it's not the same as somebody who can do both. And I think that's, it's really cool what you offer because it's unique. You've lived the experience of being the best in the world. And now you, you, you waited, you didn't put out programming when you didn't have the time to mm, give it yeah. the, the care it needed. And now you're all in on, on this, the way that you were all in on your career. And I think that's showing in, in your work too. Yeah. And I, I, I hope so too, you know, like, you know, I've competed at a very high level in CrossFit for seven or eight years. You know, there was like a year of like dipping my toe in the water and like not really dedicated to it. But before any of that, I competed in Olympic weightlifting for 10 years and I'd say probably the first six years of that it was in, in our gym. It was our coach would coach the high schoolers and the high, each high schooler got assigned a middle schooler to share the platform with and to coach. And it was like day one you know all the younger kids would come in and be like all right you go to ben's platform you go to annie's platform you go to matt's platform and so in between each of my sets i have anywhere between one and four middle schoolers that i then need to coach mm -hmm. and then when i lift i had to signal coach polakowski coach i'm going we were not allowed to touch the barbell without his eyes on us mm -hmm. um and so that's that was my experience with Olympic weightlifting. That's why I had some success very early on in CrossFit because I saw the value of proper percentages, proper technique, proper coaching, all of that stuff with the Olympic lifts. And so I'm just trying to add that in. Like I've been, like I started Olympic weightlifting when I was 12 years old. Like I've been doing this shit for a minute, you know, like I'm 31 mm -hmm. now. It's, my life has revolved around it and it's just, it's a whole different aspect going from the competitor for nearly 20 years to then sharing that information with other people. It, it's been, it's been so much fun and I'm fucking excited to see what it builds into. 
Well, the, the people are ready for it. It's here. <laughs> so if you're listening, definitely uh, check out the Hard Work Pays Off program on our platform. You can find it on the website through any of the links on our social media, on Matt's social media. Um, yeah, I think that's I think it's a pretty good little overview. Yeah, and we man. don't want you to miss your flight. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap. Matt, thank you. This has been an awesome uh, week of content. And I think it's going to be really mm-hmm. cool to put this podcast out to give people more clarity who haven't signed up for the program. Uh, and also all the other content we create is just going to add so much value. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. I'm excited to make these trips a regular thing. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>